2: the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by BlueBet.
1: Gamble responsibly.
3: Call 1 800 858 858. Time
2: on with Sam Hardgraves on SEN. Sam Tim Gossage in the chair for this Thursday. Thanks for your company. Here for the next couple of hours. And I'm going to keep you company, and I expect you to do the same today if you can. And you can always call 1300 736 736 or text away 0433 98 And the question you ask yourself is Is there life in Big Mummy? And who would you think would uh, you, your club of older, the older generation or the old scale footballer who's tried and tested, who do you want your club to give another crack to? Age-dependent? Not really. Just whether you think they can add some value to your team. Of course, Mummy does work for the GWS Giants. We'll have a, a various amount of roles. He's nominated for the draft just in case. They might get him right down the back end of the group and it might just uh, have a fair bit to do with the future of the mighty fighting GWS Giants. Will the young boys, the team that we still think has got a little bit to offer, can make a difference? And whether Mummy could add a bit of ruck strength to that group? Let us know on the Temper Text machine, of course, 0433981116. Are you surprised that Mummy is going to do his thing? 1300 736 736. And if there is another player out there that you think your club should. Just to have a little bit of a dabble with. Let us know which one you think that would be on the text machine 0433 981116. There's a fair bit going on in the world of sport today, of course. News that our T20 skipper Aaron Finch has handed the reins over as skipper of the Melbourne Renegades. Of course, just days after holding up that T20 World Cup trophy. So Nick Maddison, who's actually going to miss the opening couple of matches of the BBL after being picked to play for Australia Replaces Finch. Nine years in charge at the gates. Going to spend more time with his family. Turns 35 on Thursday, Maddison believe is the right choice, we'll check in with the Gades on that. Thank you, Darren. Good to be back on this Thursday. Let us know if you've got an old player, someone you would love. Now, they don't have to be genuinely on the list anywhere if you would love to have a player back in your team. So we've got Mummy. He's retired. Going to nominate for the draft. Down the bottom end... Just put sits on the list just in case the big man department. Rod of Ormond reckons Gold Coast should have a crack at Mumford. Could use all the help they could get, yeah. This is a little bit more of security. I think he's just going to work at the club and dabble around, and if. Their stocks are so depleted, as we've seen with, well, with the Gold Coast and their ruck stocks, and a few clubs that have struggled in the big Man department. Um, he won't be going anywhere but for GWS, one would imagine. But let us know if you're an old-time gambler, so to speak. I'm a Sun supporter, and I chase a bloke at the ruse. He's 31, has plenty to offer, and his name is Hugh Greenwood. Very funny. Brad from Berwick, well done. And get this goose off the air. Well, thank you. Two zero four. No, no, I'm not going to read out your number, but you know who you are. Just get a little bit of a, a bit of guts in the donut, mate. Yes, a little bit of guts. I haven't offended anybody just yet. We're only we've only just started. Got a couple of hours to go. We went under Tim Zoo last night, of course, and uh, well, yes, he was fairly dominant. I thought his Japanese opponent was pretty gallant. Goss says Dennis Carlton should get Rory Thompson. Coverage for Jones. Ah, good call. But guess what? Someone says Rory Thompson for the Bulldogs on the same text. Paul, rants, rants, rants. Good, you're underway. Give us a call. Love to hear from you, and tell me why. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. They could be long gone, retired, and they and they missed the boat. They they've nominated for the draft, but if there's just someone floating around the competition, and competitions that you've seen, you've watched, or you've followed, and you still think they've got a little bit uh, to add, I like this, Luke. Really good. Really good temper text. Let Boomer go around again with the young gangers. That's what I'm talking about. And I and I use the I use this in the nicest possible way. Washed up players or players that you think are long gone. I like this one too. Cyril, play him out of the goal square. Don't leave the front fifty. That's what I'm talking about. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 is the number. Get on. Let us know. Push their claim if you could get an old bloke running around somewhere. Daniel Talia would be a handy defender somewhere. Good choice, but injury and doesn't really want to leave. I think Adelaide is going to stay there for a bit longer or 0433981116. So you're getting with the program. This is exactly what I'm after. So, so far, we've got Cyril Rioli. We could make up our own team by the end of the show. Cyril Rioli. I'm writing these ones down. I hope Sammy, my main man, is also writing this list down. We've got Cyril, Boomer, Rance, Talia, uh, Thompson, Rory, so he's going to be redrafted by the Gold Coast if someone doesn't pinch him in the meantime. Um, Levi Casbolt. Yeah. Do you think Carlton would have retired Levi Casbolt if they'd known what was happening with Jones? That's a good call. Really good call. No, I would say the answer would be no. one and 736 Your voice is on the radio. Or text 433 98 So, so far, our... And I use this in... Please don't be offended. Please don't be offended. Cyril Rioli... Boomer Harvey, Alex Rance, Daniel Talia, Rory Thompson. And this is on the back of Mummy, of course, nominating for the draft to be as big man Surety. I'm a Suns member. I think we should go for ha- 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 Good. Hamish Hartlett. Lockie from Marinboy in the Northern Territory. I like the way you're thinking there, Lockster. Good work by you. Mark in Sunbury, Hawks and Chase, Matthew Cruiser to teach Max Lynch in the Ruck. I'm, okay, Cruiser. I like this. Hartlett, we're going to have a handy side. So these are, and I, again, washed up in inverted commas. They're not really washed up. Uh, Mark says, Gary Ablett Jr., anyone? Yes. Daniel from Bandura, he's online. He has given us a call on the open line. one 736 We're gonna dust off the old boys and get them on and get them playing again. G'day, Daniel. G'day, mate. How are you? Yes, who do you reckon? Uh, Ahmed Saad. Good call.
3: Good call. Ahmad Saad He's playing for West Preston at the moment.
2: Yeah. And he's a gun. He's a gun. Yeah, he uh his departure from the game was sudden, wasn't it? It was sudden. Um, uh, yeah. Very premature. Great call, Daniel. So, Armoured um, Sard. I like that. Andrew from Bow Morris is thinking down the Saints line. He's got one as well. G'day, Andrew.
3: Yeah, g'day, Goss. Um, yeah, I was thinking Nick Rewalt. still still looks like he's in ripping yeah. Nick, and uh, there's probably half a dozen
0: sides that would love to have him roaming around.
2: I do agree. I do agree. He looks pretty damn fit. He works hard on it. I like this. I like this. So uh Harry Taylor is a common one that's jumping up. Uh forward pocket for Frio. He did. He played in East Romantle, but kicked a mountain of goals. A mountain of goals for Northampton up there on the uh great Northern Football League. Travis Cloak, Nick Del Santo roving uh rotating off the bench. Good call. Um <laughs> I like this, on the temper text machine. Don't forget temper, a mattress like no other. Alex Carey, what's he up to now? And speaking of Alex, Alex on the text, why are you on, Timothy? Aren't you from Perth? Uh, last time I checked, yes. Kane Corns is from Adelaide. Vossy's from Sydney. Ronnie, good to be back, great man. Um <laughs> Wanting to know, am I still surviving after having worked with Tags? Yes. Tags wears you down. What a great man he is. You can hear him on SEN Track. We are forming a wonderful... I'll go for 22 plus a med sub by the end of the show. I'll go through this list for you. So we've got Ablett Jr. We've got Hamish Hartlett. We've got Boomer Harvey. Sirioli. Alex Rance. Rory Thompson, well, he's going to get on the list. Ahmed Saad, I like. Harry Taylor. Someone reckons, well, yes, there you go, umpire. Eddie Betts may have gone a tad early. Fev. (laughs) Saw Fev without a shirt on. Probably needs to do a good pre-season. He's getting his fangs fixed, I noticed. Eddie Betts, I like. A lot of people are telling us about one kid that should get anyways, Greg Clark. Yeah, Brett, I do think Greg Clark will be on a list somewhere. David Zaharakis. 1300 736. Look, we're, we're going to come up with two teams in the moment. Give us a call, 1300 736 736, or add to it on the Temper Text Machine 0433 98 So Shane Mumford is nominated for the draft. The back end, possible big man insurance just in case they run out of bigs. Nathan Jones would be skipper. Many teams would benefit. Sean Burgoyne, the silk. Thank you, Paul. David Asprey's another one. I'm liking this. Daniel G in Syracuse could still be a great super sub He's in wonderful nick. Plenty of options coming through on the back of Shane Mumford's decision to nominate for the draft. There's some good talent going around the draft. If you get onto the AFL website, afl.com.au, they've got every player in alphabetical order. Barry Hall, Basha Hawley, Sean Burgoyne, another vote. Philby, clever work from you, Philby. Who would you draft? Who's washed up and no longer on a list and basically retired? Liam Jones. Liam Jones, according to Philby. Took Miller, as we know, has signed on with an extended contract. We heard that the other day. He has spoken about his dreams and aspirations of the Gold Coast Suns making the finals. Here's Took Miller. No, we haven't got the sitting, uh, sitting on the, the fence until we, we win the Ashes. We're in a
3: position now where you know we need to start performing, and I think that we have all the ammunition we need to to progress that. And um, yeah, like I said before, the players that we have and the retention that we have, and I just think that we've had an ability to play with a list that's pretty solid for the last two years now, and our core group of players are starting to really mature and, and, and come going to become some great players for us, and I think that if we can make sure that binds into playing as well as um, as a good team that we're going to go somewhere so yeah I mean um, you know it's taken some time to where, to get to where we are now but um, I'm really confident that what we are doing from here on is,
1: is going to be really special
0: and you expect finals in 2022
1: uh, yeah yeah. I, I think we need it we need to get that finals berth, and I, I think that's that's going to be a really big step for the club. Mm-hmm.
2: Nice work. Uh, Kane Corns is probably fitter now than when he played. Nathan Freeman, Justin Clark from Nathan of Blind Right, Tommy, uh, Tom Boyd, Jacob Townsend, Frank the Tank, Drew Petrie, look pretty good as a backup big man. Yes, he's uh, doing stuff over at West Coast, uh, of course. Sam, you're online. You've got a, a feeling of someone who should come out of retirement if we're putting our retired, washed-up footballers list together. Thanks for joining us. Uh, nice, no, mate. Right. Uh,
4: the best halfback
2: could have is Basha wouldn't it? <laughs> he'd get a game, I reckon, in most lists. Uh, yeah, and he retired on top. Uh, and that's what you've got to love. Uh, good call. Very good call, Sammy. I'm liking what you're saying there. Hey, Jimmy, you're online. You've given us a call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Washed up, blokes, who still might have a bit of petrol in the tank. Who do you like?
3: Yeah, Tim, I reckon if you chuck Stevie J in a forward pocket, he'd still snag you a few miraculous
2: ones, I reckon. <laughs> he would. He would. He wouldn't leave the front 50. He'd just he'd be just on the hands of someone. Uh, Cooter, that's a good call. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you for your call. So there it is. One for Stevie J as well. Well done. You're getting with the program. So that's what we're after today on the show on Time On. one you are having a bit of fun with this. A bit of light relief after a heavy news day. A lot of people say, oh, where's the hard news of the day? Let me tell you, there ain't a lot of hard news going on in the world. We had uh, calls in for a number of key um, stakeholders in the Australian team, but they've all been done. They've all been done. Pat Cummins uh, spoke um, on breakfast this morning. Uh, Adam Zampa. So we're going to ha- we're going to hear from Adam Zampa very, very shortly as well. Mark Coughlin. Yes. I tell you who's going around still playing country footy over in WA. Matthew, the Brownlow medalist, Prittis, gave the game away for three years, playing for Williams, the hometown of Bradley George Hogg. Still getting a fair bit of the footy, may I add. Played in a grand final, didn't win it. But Matt Prittis wouldn't be uh, too bad. I tell you, who cuts out a good figure, and again, I, I lean towards the great South Australian who's played in Western Australia all his life, who could pull on the boots and probably hold his own, and he'd scoff at this suggestion. Matthew Pavlich. We've got a fair side. We've got a fair side. Because you're looking at some of these players, and I know we're taking a bit of the the proverbial, the P155 out of a a couple of blokes. James Clement. Yeah, good. Luke Ball, says Blick. I like it. Luke Hodge. James Clement. Yep, absolutely. Jimmy. See Jimmy floating around the traps as well keep them coming. one 736 736 or text away on the temper text machine 0 we We'll get a break away. Don't forget temper, a mattress like no other. This is time on. We're talking AFL players of yesteryear who you think you'd love to pull the boots on and probably be better on your list than half the blokes who are going around. No disrespect to them. You know what you're going to get. And we'll hear from Adam Zampa, who was special guest with Tim and Gary on breakfast this morning. That is on the way. Daisy Thomas. Nice. Luke Ball. It's a very popular one that keeps pumping along as well. Get to it. one 736 736 or text away 0433 98 1116. Our washed up 22 here on Time On. Tim Gossage in the chair for Sammy. Thanks for your company. And the phones are in meltdown. And the text machine, the temper text machine, temper a mattress like no other. You have jumped on big time with people that you think are fit and raring to go. So we're talking about, on the back of Shane Mumford's decision to nominate for the draft, come on back end, of course, as a bit of a big man insurance in case the big men at the Giants go under. He's going to be working with the footy club. He's there for the next couple of years. He's not going anywhere else okay so we've tried to put together with your help and we have now got a real selection dilemma may I say of the washed up 22 and i say that in the nicest possible way the old men the retirees the retirement village 22 blokes who have given the game away and we are assembling a starting lineup now we're going to uh, in a moment after after the 630 we'll come back with our current 22 And you can agree or disagree, or you can add or change. And by the end of the show, we will have the 22 old men of football. And, yeah, there's going to be... Just for a couple of you who may have had a personality bypass, it's not serious. It's just your input. It's a bit of quirk, okay? So if you're not in a quirky mood or having a basic sense of humour, it might be time just to have a Bex and a cup of tea and a good lie down. And while you're doing that, Adam Zampa, fantastic interview. I woke up in the early hours of this morning and I heard him with Gary and Tim. And he spoke about returning from the T20 World Cup a winner and the celebration was long and hard. Wonderful interview. Enjoy. Here's Adam Zampa.
3: Hey guys, if you can't hear my voice, I've lost it, um, so <laughs> I am, I'm, in, I'm at home
5: in Byron Bay, mate, just um, on the come down. Yeah, how good. I mean, we were all sitting back transfixed and um, you guys did it the hard way, England made a bit of a mess of you there at one stage halfway through the tournament and looked like it was going to be a challenge, but gee, you stormed home and uh, your role in this cannot be understated. Mm. You must have been thrilled with your performance.
3: Um, yeah, mate. Like, obviously, um, it's always nice to be able to compete. I love doing it on the big stage, and I'm to the best players. So, to leave that World Cup with the title and to, to perform the way I did first week, it feels bloody good at the moment, mate. <laughs>
5: and uh, just talk us through, you guys came back pretty quickly, didn't you? Was it? Did you get on a plane that night?
3: So, some of the boys had to get on a charter flight. Um, so, they that flown into... Queensland, they're starting their two weeks, quarantine and the Gold Coast to get ready for the Ashes. And a few of the white ball only guys have managed to get a flight home. I think we were a day, almost a day after those guys, so we had a bit of an extra extra party.
0: Hey, Zams, would you say this has been one of the greatest cricket experiences that you've had to this point in time?
3: Yeah, it definitely is, mate. There's um, yeah, no doubt about that. Obviously, I, um, I've... <laughs> Uh, I've I've made it pretty well known to the boys that I come second in everything. I've basically played (laughs) IPL finals, IPL finals, and never won anything. So uh, I saved it up for for a good one. Um, And yeah, as I said before, it just feels
0: bloody good. Hey, we've been uh, big fans of Matty Wade. Uh, I just, I'm interested in the relationship that you might have with him, given that you're on a hat trick and he dropped that ball. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah. no, I love Wadey. He um, that was a tough catch, and the boys actually gave it to him more than I did after the game. Um, <laughs> he took some he took some ripping catches during the whole tournament, so I couldn't be um, too mad at him to be honest.
5: Yeah, but you mentioned it, which you should. You did. You just politely <laughs> said that that was my hat trick, were you, Peanut?
3: Well, I actually it was like three overs after I got my first two wickets, so I thought. But no one else knew that it was my hat <laughs> Only I did it. I was kind of, I, I was trying to keep it on the down low because I thought the batsman might have forgotten
5: too. Um, <laughs> hence the reminder away. No, we absolutely loved it. Hey, I love the story about the build-up um, to the tournament. The fact that you're in Byron Bay now, you've moved there, and uh, we're all envious because how good would it be there? But maybe not the absolute elite cricketing facilities but they put together a track for you in a very short period of time. They got some under nineteen cricketers to come out and face you, so they've gone above and beyond to help you out.
3: Um, yeah, they did. It was great. I grew up in the country, um country in New South Wales, so I know what it's like for those guys and it was pretty cool to be able to uh, train with them and very nice of them to get that wicket for me. I think um Some people probably had their doubts about fight preparation, but it's going to happen every time
0: now. (laughs) Can I ask you a Nuffy cricket question, and that is of all the batsmen that you bowled to during the World Cup, who did you find the most difficult to bowl to? Uh,
3: By far, just Butler. He's he's not another player at the moment. He's always been really tough to bowl to, but he's taken it to to the next level. Um,
0: Yeah. Well, what is it about the way that he bats in that makes it so difficult for you to bowl to him?
3: Um, powerful, got reach and um, fast feet, and he also hits three sixty around the ground. He can reverse sweep and sweep and lap, and all do all those things. But he's got the talent to be able to park straight down the ground too. So. Which is what makes them really tough to hold to.
5: Hey, uh, how's life in Byron Bay? Amps, talk us through that. Have, um, have you, how long have you been there? Uh, is it the relaxed lifestyle that it t- appeals to you?
3: Yeah, it's a great lifestyle. I, um, my my wife and family live in Brisbane and have some property on the Northern Rivers too. So, obviously, me going away for six to seven or eight months a year it made sense to try and get close to them and. Nice for me to get home and, and live the lifestyle we do. I have a big property and live 15 minutes away from some of the best beaches. So I, um, yeah, life's life's never been better. Mate. I absolutely love living here.
5: Uh, uh, Tim and I are trying to make some lifestyle changes and trying to uh, coming into the summer months maybe shed a kilo or two. Any dietary advice for us?
3: Uh, just drink whiskey instead of beer. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Sound <laughs> advice, then, Tim. That's the advice we <laughs> That's
0: great advice. Uh, the, other, the other thing is sort of like probably um, you. Gary's very much into his fashion. Is it sort of like very hippie style up there? Are you sort of rolling his beads and a loincloth, a hessian loincloth <laughs> <laughs> or something like that?
3: No, nah, there's two types of people up here. There's those there's those types. There's the, the farmware, wear, work wear kind of types with of the, the blue collar um, mm. Kim G kind of style, and that's what I'm rocking at the moment. So yeah. I haven't quite gotten to the, the hippie status yet.
0: Are you a surfer?
3: No, no. I, I love the ocean, but mate, too many too many shark accidents for my life. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
5: what's the what's the cricket calendar look like for you in the coming months?
3: So BBL um, is going to start in two weeks' time. Um, And then I think after that, we've got some more Australian stuff. So the cycle starts again, mate. We're already thinking about the next World Cup. Um, But, yeah, as I said, BBL's just around the corner. Um,
0: I I loved your response uh, to Michael Vaughan uh, at the weekend. Um, He said that he didn't give uh, Australia much of a chance. You posted that. Uh, Did you get a response from him in any way?
3: Um, I Actually, I didn't even know that that was a... Um, Michael Vaughan quote when I posted it. So I, um, we've been joking the last couple of weeks about keeping the receipts because no one gave us a chance at all. Um, and I actually I lead the team song, and that was my my thing for the team song was that I read a few quotes out um, and yeah got the boys up and about for the song.
0: How long did that uh, celebration go for?
3: I I finished up about eight hours ago. <laughs> I, uh, I, hey. I got a pretty pretty warm welcome from the locals here at Bangalore Pub. Um, <laughs> they're all they're all um, steaming. Last time when I got home and had their Aussie bucket hats on and had a few beers at the
0: local, which was nice. Well, it's hard hard to miss you when you walk in there with your Australian uh, uniform on. Yeah. I had the medal on. That's
5: for sure. Hey, uh, Zamp. The other thing we we take note of is if you've got some country origins, whether or not is it, there's a tractor in the family or in your wife's family. We're big tractor men here. Have, uh, is there a tractor in the family?
3: There I'm actually in the market for one at the moment. I'm literally sitting outside my on my deck uh, this morning and seeing how fast the bloody grass is growing. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm. I actually
5: googled maybe a Mahindra this morning. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Oh, so I'm not sure I go that, down that track. Uh, we're, we're thinking uh, Kubota or maybe uh, Tim's a John Deere man. Well, I would
3: love to be the face
5: of either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love. I love the way you think. <laughs> yeah, we we've got a boss that will just take you up on that. So stand by. What's
3: we look we looked, we looked all the. the- Sorry. If Kibota and John Deere want a
0: athletic (laughs) ambassador, I'm the man.
5: (laughs) Right. Leave that with us. We'll see what we can
0: You You need the big deck. What's the biggest deck that you found yesterday? 70. About a 72-inch deck. That's,
5: that's, that's a, what you need. That's a zero-turn mower. That's, that's a, a zero-turner as yeah, well. That's not a tractor. I, um, no,
3: I, I don't. I don't need a zero-turn. I've got one of those. But yeah, voter yeah. or John Deere. Right.
5: On. Well, I'm leave sure that not. with us, Amps. So uh, you've you're <laughs> nicely commercially tuned in, which we love. Uh, you're a man after our own hearts. Uh, enjoy the break before the BBL gets underway. Well done from all of us here. You're a superstar, and it was a great result. And congratulations. Cool.
3: Thanks, Gary.
2: Thanks you. Really good chat, Adam Zampert, with Gary and Tim on breakfast today. And if uh, I'm pretty sure Kubota might have been off first off the mark. And I reckon if you went to Zamp's place right now, he'd be sitting pretty chuffed with himself. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Tim in the chair for Sammy. And I'm here, of course, uh, for a couple of hours. And you're listening to Time on 1300 736 736. Or text away 43398 1116 is the number. In the second hour, we'll be chatting with the Melbourne Renegades on the news that Aaron Finch has handed over the captaincy ahead of the big bash season. Also, the end-of-season uh, European Tour, the massive golf tournament has just started late this afternoon. With lunchtime, out time. Uh, we'll give you an update on that as well. And we'll also hear from Pat Cummins and uh, Nick Hockley about the possibility of the Perth Test and the situation with Justin Langer. So don't go anywhere. That is on the way. It won't be too long, too, before we take your calls if you've got a, a suggestion of who should be in our washed-up squad. I, I'm not sure if Alan on the road, is there. If he's there, we'll take him online. He's gonna. He's not there, so we'll go to Alan. Um, we have uh, well, a lot of people suggesting Cyril Rioli. I think there's no doubt that Cyril will be in our lineup. In fact, we have put together our lineup on your suggestions. Thank you. On the Temper Text Machine, a mattress like no other Temper, from the back line, and this can change. So our washed up veterans list of recent retirees is as follows from the back line. Harry Taylor, David Asprey, Cade Simpson. Half back line, Basha Hawley, Alex Rance, Neville Jetta. Centre line, for what it's worth, Luke Ball, Nathan Jones, Tom Rockliffe. Half forward lines, is David Zaharakis, Nick Revolt, Sean Burgoyne. Full forward line, Eddie Betts, Tom Boyd, Cyril Rioli. Pretty handy. Ruck line, Sanderlands, Goods, Ablett. And the bench is Main, Murphy, Cruiser and Wood. And the Medi sub is Paul Puopola. Other suggestions, Liam Jones, Irving Mosquito, Connor McKenna, and Tom Langdon, what do you think? Get in touch with us. We want to add some names or we can delist a few before the day is done. Tempertex machine, a mattress like no other. You can text away 043398 1116. Hey, Nick Hockley spoke about the Perth test and the situation regarding the borders. Here is the CEO of Cricket Australia. I must
1: admit, Nick, I think uh, I'm most impressed with your performance. Uh, you should go into politics in my view because uh, the emperor... Mark McGowan has been intransigent uh, right the way through. He's gone from uh, the cowboy to the emperor. Oh, he's he's elevated himself. He has not budged, no matter whether it's been the prime minister, other people from other walks of life, uh, other politicians around the globe, who have basically said we are going way too hard with uh, our quarantine restrictions. We can't let tennis players into our state, and yet you have somehow got him to bend bend to your will, and uh, the English only have to quarantine for five days. How did you get the emperor to bend to your will? Oh,
4: well, look, I mean, I think um, the, the WG, uh, WA government have um, enabled sport to continue uh, all the way through this pandemic. We yes. played big bash matches uh, last last season, and, uh, look, it's been, been really interesting discussions. There's still a fair amount of detail uh, to work through. Uh, we're doing that at the moment uh, as a priority, but really it's it's no different to last season, no different to to, to footy. and um, you know, the, the arrangements that we've put, put in place uh, they're, they're very complicated. There's a, they're, there's a huge amount of work uh, that goes on behind the scenes. but ultimately it's, it's about keeping everyone safe um, but also providing the conditions, the absolute optimum conditions, to play, um, what is what is the the, the pinnacle of, of world cricket, and um, so uh, yeah, we're 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 not quite there yet in finalising all the plans, but I'm um, certainly um, so, making a, a huge amount of progress. So it's happening then, Nick. It, it, you finalising plans. It's it, the the Perth Test is happening. I'm um, certainly we're working towards it happening. Okay, uh, do, do you take the. The point of the opposing view—it's upset
1: a lot of people, particularly in Western Australia, who we spent the, the best part of two years not being able to see their families. And the fact that you know, whilst people continue in cricket to say that it's the same as last year with footy, it's actually not the same at all. The border wasn't nearly as closed, and those footballers had to do two weeks of hard quarantine, as did anyone, everyone else coming in.
4: Look, I mean, it's it's been a, it's been a challenging time time for everyone, and um, you know, what one thing that that we've been very conscious of throughout you know ever since March last year uh, is we'll do absolutely everything we possibly can can to keep cricket going because it brings so much joy to people it brings the community together and uh, we've had we've had great support all around the country and you know that's certainly the case in Queensland where uh, the England squad our our players are now uh, doing their quarantine and you know through the the very constructive discussions we're having with the WA government it's also the case uh, in in Western Australia so but so we're, just, we're just very grateful for everyone around the country. It's so much harder to put on elite sport, uh, particularly international elite sport, uh, through this time. And you know, thankfully, things are opening up. Thankfully, you know, we're looking at massive crowds um, for the Ashes. Uh, we've got the women's Ashes hot, hot on the heels of, of the men's. And um, you know, we, we couldn't do it on our own. We, we need the support of governments right around the country. And, and they've, been, they've been fantastic.
2: Nick Hockley, the CEO of Cricket Australia. What do you make of that? The Perth test, they're planning it goes ahead. It'll go ahead. Don't use this platform lightly in regards to expat West Australians trying to get into Western Australia for whatever reason. And and sportsmen, and we saw it with the AFL Grand Final, we know that Peter Moody, who spoke on this very station, has got himself into some hot water with some fairly strong comments about the premier and it's not, not so much the premier so much I mean he he he's the mouthpiece for the health department who tells you what are the wares and why fors so he gets the final say but he's only acting on on health advice but this is my view and I heard you know Sam McClure mention it uh, in that question there and along with Jared of course on sports day that I firmly believe if you are a West Australian, and you are a blood relative of someone in Western Australia, not a friend of the family, not a distant cousin, or a third removed uncle who once went to WA. But if you are double vaxxed and are prepared to be tested on arrival and wait for the result just to placate everybody, then I believe if you have family, direct family, and have reason to come back, not to come back for a holiday and venture up and down the coast and go to Broome and Margaret River and the Swan Valley and come and watch, I genuinely, genuinely believe that you should be allowed into WA. And that is on the back of this test match going ahead in WA and Mark McGowan allowing and loosening the grip like they did with footy. It took a long time to get the footy over the line absolutely it did and we're seeing cricket but obviously South Australia and Queensland teams can come in not New South Wales and Victorian teams Our Tasmania was in WA so I get all of those little bits and bobs but I can understand the outcry from people over there on the east coast in particular in Melbourne and you know Melbourne is a place that's close to my heart I, I lived a couple of years in Melbourne and loved every minute of it and loved the, the culture the bottom line is I firmly believe on the back of the news, the test match and the, the hard line border stance to allow England players, the English team, to come into WA for a test match, that if you are an expat West Aussie or a West Aussie and have a relative living in WA, direct relative, not a coming to visit your auntie or whatever, I'm talking about direct hardcore family, mother, father, children, grandparents, whether they're unwell or not, that you should be allowed to come into Western Australia on the back of that Ashes News and exactly what Nick Hockley said and sort of where Sam and Jared were, what they were alluding to. That is where I think it's hard for expats, West Australians who are listening to the show right now are dealing with this news. If you have family in Western Australia, you should be able to go back to Western Australia get a breakaway we'll come back uh, our uh, washed up old man's team a lot of people are saying that Luke Hodge should be in the team he retired after Cyril so surely he's in good point Michael of Richmond texted on the temper text machine Travis Cloak is 10 times better than Boyd what about Dane Swan if Dane could hold his own it's not about what they're, they're, their talent levels it's what they could do now if you've seen them on the street or playing somewhere I agree I think Hod should be in that so we, the selectors well the selectors need to have a good hard look at themselves and you are the selectors and Michael says I was trying to think of the whole 22 plus a medi sub." so I suggest we just use the whole Geelong team Tim with a few laughing emojis That's a little bit harsh, but you're not the first person to suggest that. You're listening to the Time On, on SEN. Get in touch with us. We'll take a break. We're coming up. It's 14 away from seven. Welcome back. Tim Gossage in the chair for Sammy on time on. The Temper Text Machine being busy. A lot of people having their say. I like it. And don't forget, you can have your say also by calling 1300 736 736 is the number. A lot of people telling us uh, that Cade Simpson, uh, what is it? Philip Murabina. He said Cade Simpson would be a walk up starter. He's in the team. He's in the team. Don't you worry about that. And Joe Watson, I reckon, should be in the guts. He won the medal, said Simon. Put him in the middle. Sam Mitchell. Here's another one. We can't have them all. Uh, anyway, uh, we spoke. He heard from uh, Nick Hockley from the Cricket Australia, the CEO, about the Perth test, and it's got, certainly got the blood boiling of a couple of people in regards to the association with WA and the government to get that test match and England players into Australia without having to go through the restrictions that expat West Australians will have to do. He also spoke about the situation with the current coach, Justin Langer. Nick Hockley.
1: Would you like to see Michael... Sorry, would you like to see Justin Langer continue yeah, on, or surely. are you still sitting on the fence until we win the Ashes?
4: I mean, we were very we've been very clear all along, and uh, you know what we've said is that we're very focused on these these up upcoming campaigns. Yes, and, you know we've we're we're one down, and um, it doesn't get any bigger the Ashes as, as, than the Ashes. So, uh, I certainly we're all completely focused. Uh, on that job, and then we'll we'll sit down and and we'll review, and we'll see where we go from there. Nick, Nick, without being disrespectful though, you can be focused
1: on an Ashes series while still re-signing the coach. I mean, he's just delivered a World Cup. Uh, he's he's been under pressure that Jared's been talking about. He's got a former captain coming coming out and saying that he's going to walk as soon as the Ashes are done. I mean, Australian people want to know: is he, is he there for the long haul?
4: As I said, we just we're focused in the job job in hand. I've been very consistent all the way through. We've been very consistent all the way through. Uh, we're focused on the T20 World Cup. Uh, they've come together. They've done a magnificent job. Now we're focused on the Ashes, and uh, then we'll then we'll we'll sit down and review. So, um, yeah, we're we're just you know we it doesn't get big any bigger, and um, we're focused very focused on on the job in hand. But but JL has just done it. He's done a magnificent job. Yep. Uh, I mean the thing the thing about this campaign is. Um, the, the the leaders within the group have, have sat down. Um, there's been some really honest conversations. Uh, lots of preparation. Very clear on roles and responsibilities. And every single person uh, from JL, the assistants, uh, and all the players, they've uh, they've stepped up and they've delivered. And um, you know what we what we said is that uh, all we want all we can ask is that everyone fulfills their their, their potential. And I yeah you know, I think I think they certainly did that. It's Nick Ockley. Um,
2: don't give him much, does he? he? He dances the fringes a little bit. The CEO, and, and look, it's a difficult one. I've heard stories about Justin Langer also uh, and what he's going to do post Ashes, win, lose, or draw, but only he knows. I do. I can tell you this, you won't get much out of Justin Langer. I think he's just going to let the dust settle on what's transpired from the, the World T20, um, the victory silence is deafening for some of those who are keen to chat with him and, in particular, those who put the boots in prior to that. And some would say that he only had to win either the World T20, which we'd never won before we were ranked seventh, and he made some bold calls, or the Ashes. Now, we want to win the Ashes because that's what what cricket's about. And if you ask him, that's the baggy green and that's the passion. And we want to win the Ashes. If we win the Ashes, why would he play on? Why would he coach on? He's won the Ashes. He's won the World T20. He's assisted in resurrecting cricket, which was in a pretty bad way. He's put up with some ridiculous comments and commentary from people who are scribes who should know better and they're very quiet right now. I know his job is to coach a team and win games, and that's what he's done. Just has got a sneaking suspicion they win the Ashes, he goes out, and no one can argue with the Justin Langer legacy. And you don't have to like him, but the proof is in the results. News at the top of the hour. I'll be back after that with plenty more on this Thursday